Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Everybody, welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 326. KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. Had a lot to talk about over the past couple days from Paul Reed's old tweets being absolutely hilarious to the NFL draft round one being tomorrow night. Who knows what the hell the Eagles are going to do? And uh, the Phillies just being the Phillies. But before we get started, of course, this podcast would not be possible without our awesome sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course our friends over at Tomahawk Shades. Sun was beaming today, Matt. You don't uh, tell me. A yes, beautiful 88 degree day here in the tri-state area, and if you're a smart person, you had your Tomahawk Shades on. Summer's right around the corner. Make sure you guys are rocking the best eyewear possible. And that's our friends at Tomahawk Shades. They got the sunglasses, the blue light plus glasses, everything in between. So go to TomahawkShades.com right now. Fill up your cart with everything you need for this summer. When you go to checkout, use our code USP to get 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order. Quarter of the price already gone on an already affordable product. Shout out to our friends at Tomahawk Shades. And of course, you guys know Underground Sports Philadelphia is sponsored by Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and is now available in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, New Zealand, and the European Union. You guys know we have our exclusive offer for you guys. Use code USP to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and join the movement, and the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. And did you guys know that one guy every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer? So this is a reminder to all you guys out there listening to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Manscaped, in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping, has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. Together, TCS and Manscaped are committed to raising awareness For the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35, massive part of our listening demographic, and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. While you're down there cleaning up your sack, why not go ahead and give them a little investigation for lumps, changes in size, or any pain, and I think we can all agree it's pretty fun playing with your balls anyway. So Manscaped recommends you check yourself once a month, and if you do feel any lumps or swelling, give your doctor a call. In addition to checking yourself regularly, you want to make sure your sack is looking fresh and clean with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find products and liquid formulations that have been developed to turn your bathroom into a salon for your balls. All liquid formulations use only the best ingredients 
And some of these liquid tools include the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing deodorant for your balls, the Crop Reviver, a spray-on ball toner and refresher, and the Perfect Package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxers that keep your package cool and feeling fresh, and those pay for itself. Hands down, best boxers in the game. So join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And of course, who doesn't love a good winner, Matt? Our friends at Stateside Vodka are giving everybody an opportunity to be a winner. First off, before I even do the ad read, go be a winner. Go to statesidevodka.com right now. Check out their website and join the Winners Club. They're giving away a case of vodka every single month for free if you join the Winners Club. Super easy to sign up. They're the fastest-growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. It's seven times distilled, certified gluten-free, blended with electrolytes, making it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G. And it's the first actively hydrating vodka on the market. They've also won awards for best package in the world. So if you want to get your vodka right away, don't have time to time to waste and wait around, you can do so by going to statesidevodka.com. Put those one liter bottles into your cart so you can use our discount code. You get uh, 10% off with our code USP at statesidevodka.com. Join the winner's club so you get a chance to win a free case of vodka each and every month. And, uh, of course, guys, you got to be 21 or older to purchase, and please drink responsibly. What's going on, Matt? That means not the whole case at once. Yes. <laughs> responsibly means, you know, one, maybe two glasses, depending on what these teams in our lives right. decide to do on any given night. Depends on who's pitching. Oh, right. Vince Velasquez. That, that calls for a two-drinker, I think. <laughs> Four fingers, two drinks. You know. No big deal. Um, I, you know, mostly still living the dream, though. The uh, the Phillies, man, I it has been the biggest roller coaster with this team to start the season, almost the end of April, and we've had a season's worth of storylines. Meet the new Phillies, same as the old Phillies. <laughs> uh, Vince Velasquez, like you said, is on the mound, and uh, we'll keep you guys updated he's, with the game. He is there. I he's think there. This is the best. He will be on the pitching mound at some point tonight. You know what's sad is he's pitched better this season than Chase Anderson and Matt Moore combined. Yeah, and I think he has what? I mean, it's a, it's a few games of the season. But I think he has like a six point eight ERA, something so. like that. No big deal. <laughs> that's our that's our one of our top five right there. Um, rough weekend, obviously losing the the Rockies series. Not what you wanted to see. Um, you still have the chance, theoretically, to win this Cardinals series, but the way, uh, you know, it's it's frustrating, I think, because of the inconsistency. Um, like, we're constantly teetering be, be, between good pitching performances, but weak hitting performances, and yeah. strong hitting performances, but bad pitching performances. It's, it's a lot of what we saw last year, too, which was just so frustrating. But so much of last year was our bullpen really letting us down. Mm-hmm. Um, which hasn't really been the case this year. It's it, it's been the two sores we were looking at, which were the four and five spot that concerned us, and that's been the same thing. And you know, outside of Bryce and Reese, this team has just not been um, hitting well enough, uh, consistently enough, 
to to really be like a threat um you know this this team is just average to below average in just about every single category you can get in baseball right now on, on both sides of the ball pretty much so that's it's frustrating to watch and yeah i mean there's there's definitely there's, last week it was a lot about calling the concerns this week it's yeah. like all right well maybe maybe we should be a little more concerned <laughs> i don't know and the the craziest thing is they're a half game out of first place right right because the, with you know, all of just a, a dumpster but and, and I said this yesterday because we recorded a, a later than usual podcast just because of everything uh, going on just life-wise. Uh, I recorded with Harrison like at 1 a.m. this morning. And the road record, I think, on top of everything, like the inconsistent hitting, the inconsistent pitching, like they're 8-4 and four at home. That's yeah. not awful. But to be 3-8 and eight on the road, losing a series, like we said, to the Rockies – when they scored 13 Park, and it's a bad team 13 runs all series and the Rockies scored 12 on Sunday on their own right uh three and eight is very like 2018 2026 ers vibes well I, I remember god I, I can't remember what's I think it was against the Mets they showed last year's splits between home and away and the Phillies were in the same way they were one of the top five teams in terms of home performance was great but on the road they were terrible and that's just continued this year you know I like typically obviously you're obvious you're gonna do better at home than right. you will on the road but it's a lot like um you know yeah like you, you compare it to that Sixers team where yeah you, you're obviously not gonna have this great winning percentage on the road but you should at least be like 500 yeah. or at least above 500 if you want to be a good team a playoff team um starting out this year three and eight is brutal and doesn't it doesn't give you like any hope either to like move forward and think all right well this is this is tenable situation here because it isn't and um you know you can't just count on winning you know the way that you are at home either like it's just you're, you're gonna have like tough times as well so that's something that uh, is a huge concern and that this team just doesn't seem to doesn't seem to bring that same consistency at all on the road like mm-hmm. it's like at, at home you can reasonably expect like decent performances right and we haven't had like tons of like really bad like home like performances really but the road has been where you watch this team and like it's it's different night to night it's it feels like and that's uh that should definitely be a concern and obviously some of that is injury related too but you can't blame it all on that and (laughs) it's it's rough right now just because they're they're so early in the season showing these signs that aren't just like blips it's not just like oh we'll just wait for the bats to get hot it's like all right well at one point in the year, is our yeah. pitching just going to miraculously turn around? Because it's not. And I think we had the same discussion last week where even if you're a playoff team, you are not winning a playoff game with the back end of the rotation no. in the shape that it – you just aren't. You are not – like outside of like an act of God, you're not winning a, a, a playoff game with those as, as your pitchers. And you're, you can't just cut it down to three. You, you yeah, because like Tuesday night's game showed you that like you can't – put all your eggs in the basket of like, okay, we're going to win 60% of our, our starts and, and bank winning on Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler and Zach Eflin. Like Eflin had an off night. You almost lost that miraculous Wheeler start right? because you couldn't score enough runs. I brought this up to Harrison. I've been texting. I think some they people. call that a DeGrom actually. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he did come from the Mets. Uh, how much longer of a leash do you give Matt Moore and Chase Anderson in this rotation before, you know, you start looking like, okay, we got to make some changes. 
Uh, the leash for them is like those old, old medieval castles where the prisoners were chained to the wall. That's the leash. That's the length. Um, I I was not a fan yeah. <laughs> of coming into the season with those as our four and five to begin with. Um, I'm still curious on what our actual plan with Spencer Howard is because I just feel like at some point, just why, if you're going to be bad on those days, mm-hmm. why not be bad with a guy that has a future with the team? Right. And that isn't just, you know, a one-year flyer, and that's going to go back to Japan next year, like, or Korea. Like, it's just, what's what's the point in, in playing these guys that you know don't have value, that don't have a future here, when you have a guy that you can at least give them a chance? So, um, yeah, the leash is uh, non-existent. <laughs> They're in the kennel, in my opinion, because I just, I don't see the point. Like, even though it's a small sample size, they've shown you absolutely nothing that should give you any kind of optimism about, like, oh, you know, they could turn it around, right? Like, Zach Eflin is someone that, you know, had a bad outing, right? Right. But it's shown you enough that you're just like, all right, like, we believe in Zach Eflin, and that's been the case coming into the season. Like, I don't know how you can look at this and think, this is good. <laughs> and this yeah. this is the direction we'd like to be moving. I, I just don't get it. And it's like one of those things, too. I feel like it's this way in every sport, but like I feel like teams just operate like, oh, we can't make moves until the trade deadline. Like you can yeah. go out and make a move anytime leading up to the like the Yankees and the Giants just made a trade yesterday. Like Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. You can make a move at any point up into the deadline, and it's like, I, I'm guessing they're going to give them till Memorial Day, which is going to be painful. But if I'm Dave Dombrowski, that's like the last straw. All right, let's go change something. It's, it's strange too because he's a guy with a reputation for being like a win now, do mm-hmm. everything it takes to get like just feel the best team for three years, and then war- like pass along the damage to yeah. someone else you're like you're walking out on the bill and leaving you know <laughs> someone else to pay for for what you just ate like um to, to have come in it just and what's frustrating is it's it's every year with the phillies we're doing this where it's like we can clearly see and we're not baseball experts we're right. not gurus we're not in front offices but you can clearly see that coming into the season with the starting pitching in the shape that it was it was just a bad idea mm-hmm you could see that coming in this season with center field in the shape that it was. It was a bad idea. We said the same thing last year with the bullpen and the starting pitching. But the bullpen was a huge concern last year. And just that that tanked our season. And I, I just, I don't understand how these mistakes keep happening. I don't understand just the, again, just the constantly stepping on a rake and hitting yourself. Like, it's just at what point is this Phillies organization going to learn that one, you went all in 
by signing Bryce Harper and Zach Wheeler and, you know, trading for and now re-signing JT. Like, Didi Gregorius. Like, you you've clearly have the ambition. Like, that's what's so mind-blowing about this team is there's so much ambition in what you've spent. But you have refused, like, just refused mm-hmm. to actually spend on the most clear and glaring part of this team that needs addressing. And I just died. I don't get it. I don't get I don't know if it's a, a philosophy thing that they think pitching isn't important. I don't because <laughs> it clearly is. Mm-hmm. And it, this team is obviously not performing well because they know that forty percent of their games are gonna they're gonna have to score like eight runs to at win. least. You know, like forty percent of your games. That's almost half your season. Half your games are just almost unwinnable. Like <laughs> it's just I. It's dumb math. It, it's it's very frustrating to watch as a fan because it feels like something you should just be able to throw money at the problem and fix it. And, and they could have because right. before Dombrowski got here, they gave Vince Velasquez $4 million guaranteed. Then Dombrowski gets here. They give Matt Moore $3 million. They give Chase Anderson $4 million. Like That's $11 million that they had to play with that they could have gone out and either signed, like say, a Jackie Bradley Jr. to a one-year deal you could have gotten a number four starter like a Taiwan Walker who ended up going to the Mets. Like there were guys out there throughout free agency this offseason that if you had that eleven million dollars to throw at somebody, you could have easily done it, but you decided to invest in like less than Walmart brand. And they left them late too. It's not like yeah. those were like early on, like, hey, this it, it just it constantly feels like the kid who forgot to do his project and is mm-hmm. asking his mom the night before for the scissors. Like it's just why, why why did you wait till february <laughs> like why why you know why what what took you so long like pitchers and catchers were reporting we hadn't even, even hadn't even re-signed our all-star catcher yeah you know, like it's just it's mind-blowing just some of the uh the failures that this organization has had over the last three four years stretching all the way back to obviously the rebuild you know we've beaten that to death about how the rebuild was terrible and you know none of those picks conveyed very well we haven't really grown talent enough i know this sounds like the sky is falling but it's really not you know but it, it's just it's frustrating because this team has so much potential to be better i think the fans want this team to be so much better than it is and again you can't help but feel too that you're just you're wasting bryce harper and for mm-hmm. what you know like why why were we so aggressive about going out and, and signing these guys we were we we're pitching at bryce harper and manny machado like we're throwing our hat in the ring with all these guys. And and for what? To like skimp on the fourth and fifth starter? Like for two straight years? To not address the bullpen? I just, I don't, to watch Roman Quinn have 40 at bats and not get on base in any of them? Like I just, And then to give Mickey Moniak the shortest leash I have ever seen. I, that's what I don't get either. It's like, that's where the, the, the philosophy, and I don't know if that's a Joe Girardi thing, or I don't know if that's the organization, organization itself saying like, why are we not trusting youth? Like twenty five at bats. If Alec Bohm didn't have a hot start, would we have yanked him too? Like that's what I like. I just it blows my mind because get the, just give him a chance. Like he's he there's you cannot convince me that Mickey Moniak in the current and in the future is a worse option than Roman Quinn because let's say he's bad. Let's find out. Right. I'd like to know. Give him right, a chance to face major league pitching. Like let's let's see it, man. Like what's I I just don't understand the the hesitancy, the, just the the process of thought 
of why why give him that opportunity just to take it away when it's not like it's not like he was replacing like JT, right? right. Not, this isn't an Andrew Knapp situation. Where he's like, you know your place. Like this should be a competition. This should yeah. be like what this is be, an open spot. This should be like what is allegedly happening with the Eagles quarterback situation, right? <laughs> where it's it's a competition. I I want to see it. I want to see the guys go out there and, and play. Yep. You know, I just I don't get it. And um yeah, that's that's the frustrating thing too for the Phillies is just that there's just so many conflicting kind of messaging coming out too like they're spending money in some areas and just refusing mm-hmm. to spend in other areas they're they're willing to go out and make these big signings but like keeping like guys around the team they're just not they're just not good at all and then give <laughs> themselves a pr nightmare by calling up yeah, number 37 I mean, jesus that was that's brutal too because in so many ways it, it's it's just such a uh bad decision yeah because <laughs> there's I, no other way to put it i i don't get it i i just don't understand again the thought process i don't understand why why make that choice and this wasn't a guy that's lighting it up either nope. like you can't even you can't even make the scumbag like excuse of well you know he's a great player like he's not he's not and he, he's he's not a good person no one wants to root for this guy get just get him away from the team because now now you create an environment too where it's like if he plays well, it's like, oh, is he the spark he's they the needed? He's the spark plug. Or that's going to be the infographic like on the post-game show or, or during the broadcast. Yep. Like, since he's been back, there was this and that, or he's slashing this and that. It's like, no one wants to see this guy, man. Uh-uh. Like, we, I think people have made it very clear that they're not happy about him being with the team. We weren't happy that he was you know, invited to spring training, and we were at least, like, consoled by the fact that he didn't make the roster. But still, like, we didn't expect to see him because why would you? Yeah, not on the 40, man, like. There, there's just, no need for him to be on this team. Yeah, it, it's just um, it's a lot of just missing the mark with the Phillies, and yeah, I maybe they need younger minds in there. I don't know, but I just think um, they're they're rudderless right now, and they're just constantly spinning in circles. And it's not like this team isn't good. You know, yeah. it's not like they don't have talent either. It's not like this is a hopeless situation, but. God, I just want someone to throw the sail down and get us into port because right. I, I'm just I'm tired of of looking at land and seeing it right before me. But the captain of the ship is convinced that the land isn't that's not where we want to be, that we want to be on the other side of the island. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like this team can make the playoffs. Just go out and spend the money. You're, right. you're already spending the money. That's that's what's just so frustrating. Too, a little that, bit more over the it's edge. Not, it's not like we're. The, the the Braves where we like refuse yeah. to spend or like we're a small market team like the Royals or right. something like it's that's not the situation here like and you're you're spending so much money like why would you not spend it's like buying a luxury car but like putting like low grade used tires on it yeah or like putting like regular gasoline in it like why you have the money why are you not providing right. everything what it needs yeah like give it exactly what it needs so hopefully you know they they turn it around. I, you know the pitching is not going to change, but I think one thing that can at least is is the offense getting going, um, and we could see some more consistency with that. But you know I, you're going to have questions now too about Joe Girardi, like which as it goes in the summer. Been there, right? And I, I I still think that's I think that's ludicrous. I, I think yeah. it's it's he hasn't even had a full season as a manager. I think it's ridiculous to like put him out to the curb that quickly. And you don't want to be the organization either. That's like hiring and firing every year yep. because 
again, that just breeds more instability, which is not what this team needs. And that's what this team has been managerial-wise since they got rid of Charlie Manuel. Right, right, yeah. Like, it's, Joe Girardi's their fourth manager that they've had since they fired Charlie. And it, and that's, it's again, post-2012 Phillies have just been poorly mismanaged. Mm-hmm. And, that, and you're just seeing a lot more of that now. And, um, again, what's frustrating is there's clearly ambition – somewhere within this organization have gone sign Bryce Harper and gone sign all these other all-stars, but not like do the full job. And I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why that's the case because this team can be so much better than it is. And it feels like we say that every year too, where it's like last year was the bullpen, right? Like oh, if we just had an average bullpen, where would we have been? And this year it feels like we're going to say, if we just had an average back at the end of the rotation, mm-hmm. Where, where it's always something with the pitching right and you know again with, with spencer howard like it's just going to be an alec bohm thing where you know bohm comes out late last year later than we would have liked and it's like where the hell was this guy the whole time yeah. like why and maybe even mickey moniac fits that you know maybe he comes back in july and <laughs> and he, he's lighting it up and we're like why the hell like why did we spend the first three months of the season not throwing yeah. mickey moniac out there why did we spend the first three months of the season not throwing spencer howard out here I just don't get it. It makes no sense. And especially the Mickey Money. Like to give him 25 at bats and pull the plug just seems so premature. It seems like just a confidence killer for him. It's like, malpractice. Like it's just why this guy, this is already a guy that has had a lot of criticism on him and a lot of the pressure. The number one overall pick, right? Which comes with its own huge load of right. stress. Plus, he was a high school kid being that number one pick. Right. Like why, why would you. Give him this opportunity, right? And then just like as soon as it's there, boom. All right. Roman Quinn is back. So like it's like getting re- like how how must that feel getting replaced for Roman Quinn? Who's uh, it's just awful. Like he's just And then you call up you know who. Yeah, like I how, how is that the solution? I just I genuinely don't understand. And it's not like you know, it's it's fair to say that Mickey Moniac wasn't playing great. But he was playing better than what our current options yeah. are playing now. And again, he has a future with this team. Right. You like how how is that not the the, the driving goal of, of all this is that this is a young prospect who we, we want to see play and let's just give him the time. What's the harm? Mm-hmm. If there was ever a time in the season to play him, wouldn't it be this, now? You know, like why why wait till September when we're out of the playoff race and throw these guys out there? You know, like why why do that? <laughs> like why not just do that now in the games yeah they're meaningful but you can make up time and wouldn't it be better to have a spencer howard and and mickey moniac that are bedded in with the team and have them get a full almost full season with the team rather than well we're out of the playoffs let's let's throw the young guys up and yep. get them a few starts in september and we'll be back next year like just give them give Let them, them learn i don't get it like like you said imagine if they pulled alec Bohm. Yeah, I, I mean, seriously, like, what is it? What do you have to actually do to, to stay up with the Phillies? Like, it's not like we're not having murderers row here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we have, you know, like the Padres lineup. We don't have the Dodgers lineup. Yeah, like, it's not like, oh, well, you know, there's there's big egos. There's big yeah. contracts. Like, half of our starting lineup are, like, flyer guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like, are, are guys that won't be here in two, three years, most likely. Even a year. Like, yeah. it's... It's not like you you're you're pushing like big important pieces out of the way, or it's not even like it's post, you know, like it's 2011, 2012. We were trying to like 
okay, we need to start like shuffling around a bit and seeing what we have and, you know, start phasing out and, and rebuilding now. Like, I just, I don't understand the, uh, the decisions that have been made here. And it's I not really like the schedule gets any easier. Like you have tonight, Wednesday against the Cardinals, Thursday day game against the Cardinals. Then you get the Mets, the Brewers who are in first place in the NL Central, and then you get the Braves. Yeah, and in I, Atlanta, where we, the Phillies just don't win. We we were looking at the uh, the schedule for the next like two months, and it's it's brutal. There's there's, and I mean the Rockies were like the uh, the, the one the blip on the radar that was like, oh yeah. maybe we can sweep them. Yeah, man. Well, and then you lose two out of three. Would it would have been nice to just win the series? I think <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So, and the season isn't over, right? Right. And like it's it's just getting started. Right, and it's it's only May, but it's just it it really feels like we're just going down the same path and. You, you have to ask yourself, like, am I going to sign myself up for, you know, 140 more games of this? Because <laughs> I don't know that I have the gumption. <laughs> I don't it know. Is... I just don't know that I have the will to put myself through it. Because if this is what it is, and you know what? Again, I'm a firm believer that, again, if, if it's the young guys going up and losing, at least there's a process. Right. There. Like, at least it's like, all right, well, you know what? Like, they're not what we want, but it's better than anything else because at least we're seeing or at least they're developing at least we're developing something what's the point why am i watching matt moore throw a baseball why am i doing that i can't myself? i can't and i i said this when i was talking to harris i said i'm a guy who watched aaron harang yeah post prime pitch for this team and was like fine i can do this i cannot watch matt moore pitch because anymore. the expectations then weren't what they are now yep and that's exactly what i say i said the expectations then were like all right we're rebuilding it's like it's we're gonna just be throwing rough, guys, guys out. Gonna lie. Like Dominic Brown is gonna be on the cups at the games. Like yeah. it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough, tough times for everyone. Um, but watching Matt Moore not even make it five innings every time he goes out, like, is disgusting. It's bad. It's it's very bad actually. But yeah, I, again, I I just I hope that things turn around. Uh, pitching isn't, but you know I, I i just hope that the hitting comes around and maybe we just become a really fun and exciting team that's, yeah you know winning games 12 10 40 percent of the time uh, uh who knows but get matt moore off this team yeah for sure there, there there needs to be movement within within the the roster for sure and hopefully that happens and yeah like i don't get why sit on your hands when you know you have an opportunity right now <laughs> Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. If someone's available, whether it's a free agent or via trade, why, why wait? You know, mm -hmm. why, why not take out like the opportunity now where the division is still like wide open and you're not like games back. You don't have to make up ground like your destiny is still in your hands. Like, why not just make the move? I don't know. I'd rather it's just be aggressive. Than I said you look at a team like the Twins who yeah. came into this season 
potentially as like favorites to win the AL Central. They're eight and fifteen. Why not give them a call and say, "Hey, what do you want for Jose Barrios?" Yeah, like that's what's like, just frustrating. Is. Imagine putting a guy like Barrios into this rotation with Nola Wheeler Eflin. The the length that that gives the rotation is exponential because he's an ace. He's in his prime. And sure, you're gonna have to give up a haul for him, but he's he's one of those guys that's worth giving up the haul. That's and that's the, again that's the Dombrowski like methodology. Mantra. Like it has been like again for the three or four years that I'm here, we are gonna be competitive. Mm-hmm. We might win even a World Series in that time. Good luck for the four or five years after right. I get fired, <laughs> or after I leave to go to Nashville. Right, like. Just, just give us that at least. Don't give us this again. This, this purgatory that we're in, where it's like go pounce on a team that is down, that right. didn't expect to be down, and make a move because clearly this team needs a move to be made because that back end of the rotation is a sinking ship going nowhere. The bottom of the ocean floor <laughs> might be better than what we're in. Probably now. we're in the phase of the Titanic where it's breaking into the two pieces. Like, all right, like let's just make a choice. There here. might be some treasure chests at the bottom <laughs> of the ocean, at least. Yeah. So, uh, on a on a happier note, Paul Reed's old tweets are just gold. I love the one where it's like, I need a girlfriend, and then twenty days later, it's like, I don't need a girlfriend. <laughs> it wasn't exactly put like that. Um, but you know, I. I think we can all relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I'm watching this Harry Potter shit. What the hell's a Slytherin? Was the best. You know, you gotta love him. You gotta love him for sure. And then people just commenting on his old tweets. Um, and then he responds back, "Yo, can you stop retweeting my old tweets?" <laughs> Paul, buddy, have you, you been online before? You can easily delete the old tweets. They, I think they make an app. I think you can go on a website and have like a, a robot do it for you. It's pretty simple. We love B. Wall Paul. We do. Uh, we love him because he's genuine. And yes. this is who he is. He's never changed. He's about that life. Um, the Sixers, though, they are currently beating the Hawks by a landslide 35 to 15 in the first quarter. The Trey Youngless Hawks. Um, Good to see. They need to win these games because. Yeah, last week was a little rough. Um, Tough games against the Bucks. Obviously, had some some missing players during that stretch. What a draw for the Bucks to play us every single time this season with a non healthy roster. It's kind of like how we've played the Nets. You know, like it's yeah. like the the top is just like cannibalizing oh. each other when they're when they're down. It's it's super frustrating. Um, yeah, we you know we felt like last week was gonna kind of be a litmus test. There's some some good moments in there like that Suns game was crazy obviously the ending was one that of the shot great... should have counted it should have you should have at least gotten like a point and a half for that, you know i'm sure the spread people would love that but <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's good obviously though like you're kind of out of that really really tough part of the schedule and, mm-hmm. uh, not that you're you're coasting now of course but you know you're not playing hawks <laughs> are the best team you play the rest of the season you're not playing like top four you know yeah. seated uh, teams all in a row or back to back against the bucks which is super cool nba thank you so much <laughs> for that <laughs> <laughs> love that um yeah it's 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 a bummer but you know again when you have like Embiid missing some of those nights you have ben missing some of like what do you expect you know this team has shown that it's not always going to be super competitive without them. And that's been the case with this season in general. Um, I think it's harder than we've ever had in terms of like comparing and who's better than who, because any given night, you know, we've played the Nets a few times now and haven't 
haven't played their full team, and we won't. Has anybody? <laughs> really? Yeah, I, mean, I think they've had seven games with their with their big three together, and um, and even less with Blake Griffin. Right. So it's like, how how do you actually value all these games? Right. Like, so some of it is obviously important, but some of it is also like, well, you know, the Bucks beat you without Ben Simmons. That that's not the same. We just know that isn't the same. So mm-hmm. um, obviously now it's just about. If you can still snag the one seed, that'd be great. It's going to be very hard to do that, um, and you did it to yourself. But although you, the Nets do have a back-to-back against the Bucks to begin the month of May, so I'm sure I'm sure that'll go great. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. So obviously now it's just about staying in in at least the top two seats. But you know, you're kind of almost keeping an eye more on the the bottom part here and seeing yeah who you're, who you're going to play, who you're getting out of that first round, which could be difficult, but. Either way, um, they're rolling still, and they still look great. And I'm very, 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 very much looking forward to the playoffs because you're going to see a lot about this team, I think. And I think this is going to be a, a flagship kind of spring into summer for the Sixers because, you know, who, who knows what happens in the playoffs? It's a tough mm-hmm. road. And who knows what happens this summer? So much has changed about this team in the last five months. Um, the direction of the team has changed by having Daryl Morey now. It's still, it feels surreal to say. So whatever happens, I'm much more confident than if we were in, you know, with the same organization figureheads that we had <laughs> uh, this time last year. Is it intriguing how different, in a good way, Tyrese Maxey has looked throughout these past couple games with guys injured? Because for a while there, he was in the doghouse, like, not coming out anytime soon, but now it seems like some switch has been flipped for Tyrese Maxey, and like it's very like intriguing. I said this all the way back at the draft that the rookies this year deserve like uh, like a huge hall pass like on this season because it's it's just so jumbled, is so mm-hmm. truncated for them. Like they had to go literally like from the draft. There was what a month. To, to the start of the season like that's absurd and obviously all with the backdrop of covid and and not really being able to like actually like socialize not actually really be able to like meet with the guys and like go out for drinks or go out to to, to eat you know and if you do it's not as easy as, right. it, as it normally would be you know practices are different and having to adjust that quickly have to adjust your body that quickly having to adjust to your situation that quickly is so so difficult so I think every rookie deserves like just a huge pass on this year and you don't want to be too critical of the way that they've played because there's just so many extenuating circumstances surrounding it. Um, so for me, I, I look at someone like Maxie and think like he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, he's shown you flashes of what he can be. And I think he benefits a lot from the fact that there's very little pressure on him for this year, even if he was great rookies rarely and i mean very rarely make a huge impact in the playoffs it's just it's just not something that happens a part of that is because obviously you know typically a playoff team is going to have a great rookie because you know it's you're normally not picking very high but you know it's just the, the odds of him like being this huge huge impactful player in his first year in in this year of all years was just so low to begin with that um, not that my expectations were zero for him, but I just think for me, he's always had, let's say, a very long leash in that, you know, no matter what he did, I was going to be happy with him. But yeah, it's been good to see his, you know, 
starting to, I think, getting some confidence now. And this is just what you're seeing when a guy's with the team a little bit mm-hmm. longer. I mean, think of Zion, right? Like, right. Zion in the bubble last year. Zion is, I think, just now finally played like a full season mm-hmm. in terms of like 82 games. He's dominating right now. He looks yeah. unbelievable. And he's like just barely not a rookie anymore. Like we, And that, that's what's frustrating is like he's great. If you would have asked someone in July about Zion, they would not have said and talked about him in the way that because these guys just need some time. We get we we love to talk about how these guys are like 18 and 19 coming into the NBA, right? And now we want them out of high school, which I don't have an issue with. But with that comes like I think steeper development curves. Like these guys aren't just gonna come in and like some of them will, but most of these guys are not gonna come in. They're not gonna be Luka Doncic and immediately. And, you know, he was a special case because he was playing in Europe. He's playing against, you know, high-level Not everyone's LaMelo Ball. Right. Like. We all know the traditional big four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest-growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And even LaMelo. The first like yeah. month and a half, it was rough, and and then he gets injured. Guess what? He's a rookie. Yep. <laughs> like it's a, it's 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 so very rare to, for rookies just to come in and be impactful players right from the rip. And it's even more rare for them to have a rookie of the year season. Like think of in a rookie of the year campaign, it's usually at most at most between two guys. Yep. There's it's uncommon for there to be like a hotly contested rookie of the year award. You know, maybe three guys. I it's just, you know, it's it's tough, and I I just think a lot of the criticism, are, uh, not even just. I think Maxi hasn't gotten a lot of criticism, and that's fair and just mm-hmm. because he doesn't deserve it. But I've just seen it a lot with rookies in general, like, just like I've seen a lot with Wiseman, which like bothers the yeah. hell out of me because when I look at him, I see like such a graceful and like I can't believe that this guy is seven feet tall and like this guy is going to be in the league for like 15 years, but it's like every, because, you know, he goes to the Warriors and because he's a high pick, it's like, he's terrible. He's like, he, I, I just don't get it. Like, I don't see the same thing and I don't see the point in also being like obscenely negative about these players that are like not even 20 yeah. <laughs> that have huge futures ahead of them that can develop. Like, look at, just look at like these players that have had like even like late, like, late bloomers and they're not even late bloomers like look at lonzo ball this year right like he, he's 23 <laughs> that's incredibly young there are guys coming in the draft this year that'll get drafted at 23 i i just don't get it you know i i wish you know we we need to have the understanding that development is certainly not linear and it certainly doesn't just happen exactly the way you want it to either how do we feel about the sam Amick report Sixers allegedly going to uh, try and pursue Kyle Lowry in a sign and trade this offseason. We'll see. I mean, it's good to have ambition for this team, right? Like, um, I just I, I have to wonder what that would look like. This you know the Sixers are in a pretty difficult situation when it comes to the cap. Um, 
you know, a lot of that is going to be up to, to where Kyle Lowry wants to go. I wish he was on this team. <laughs> It'd be great to have uh, Kyle Lowry in Philadelphia right now. That would make me very, very happy. But, um, you know, a lot of that, I, I mean, a lot of that could also depend on how we do in the playoffs. You know, if this team falls short of the conference finals, I think that that's a team that's much more probably aggressive this offseason. If this team wins a championship, which would be amazing. <laughs> uh, then you know maybe then you get all those vet minimums, right? You yeah, obviously that. But you know maybe you don't feel the need mm-hmm. to like push for Kyle Lowry, or if this team is a really disappointing, you know, first round exit. What's the point? You know, like it's just so much of that depends on on the next two months. So it's it's hard to say. Um, but yeah, I'd be surprised if we didn't have some interest. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh. NFL trade or uh, draft Thursday night round one. We haven't talked much about the Eagles because they just give us headaches. Um, but if you had to guess position wise, if the Eagles stay at twelve, where do they go? It's weird because I I think the draft um, we've heard so much about like certain guys falling and every year there is one or two guys that fall and this is in every draft pretty much. There's one or two guys that fall much later Mm -hmm. than people would have expected. Um, I doubt that Justin Fields drops to you in that. But I do wonder, though. I do wonder if, like, we already heard that, uh, you know, Hertz is not the uh, the not the starter. Let's have a quarterback competition with Joe Flacco, everybody. The the ghost of Joe Flacco. Um, You know, do you take that shot? I, I think you just take best talent available I, mm-hmm. I, for me that's the position that the eagles are in they're not really in, in a spot where it's like oh we need to rebuild this specific area like yeah i don't think there's a guy that will be available at 12 that the that the eagles can't make use of um but again you know you, you you're putting a lot of faith in howie roseman which i think is uh um, has burned people in the past and We'll see, you know, but I, I expect someone that you don't expect to be there to be there at 12 mm-hmm. because I, I think something screwy will happen. Some of those teams ahead of you don't necessarily need like this one specific piece, right? Like I, th- I think it's it's a very, very intriguing position to be in. I'd be much more intrigued if they were still at six. But, yes. You know, because from there, the, the possibilities are totally endless on who you could take. Like you kind of have almost your choice. Yep. It, that's the way it seems now too is that top – three are going to be quarterbacks maybe even top four who knows you know you might get a guy that you would not have expected to drop to you drop to you and uh, my dolphins are in that situation which is great because i would love to have Devonte on, <laughs> on on that fins team but, oh, yeah it's gonna be brutal <laughs> you know with the draft man you just got to keep yep. high hopes and um, obviously the Eagles have not had great drafts, but they also haven't picked this high either. They, you know, they could have been higher, but they have next year to look forward to as well, which, which will be a nice boost for them. But, you know, it's harder to get these ones wrong than it is in the twenties and in the thirties, yeah. you know, which I don't know if that's supposed to help or <laughs> yeah. bring comfort, but it's just... last time they picked 12th took Fletcher Cox. So you're pretty great. You could do a lot worse. You know, I will say when they've, when they've had like top, 15 picks top 10 picks mm-hmm. they've done pretty okay like so but that's again you should be doing well if yeah. you're picking that high and it's that, that should be the minimum i think so i'm looking forward to it just to see mainly like um outside the eagles just where these quarterbacks end up and 
um, it's going to be interesting as well because that could be a huge thing going forward for your conference even yeah. you know if someone really great ends up in san francisco what that could do for you or who knows right so definitely keeping an eye on the draft tomorrow very much looking forward to it yeah and today is the anniversary of uh the first underground athlete jameel demby getting drafted by the rams so shout out to jameel uh still kicking out with the la rams gonna be blocking for matthew stafford potentially this year um and also the anniversary of the eagles drafting carson wentz what a time uh, and with the draft tomorrow night and potentially either Friday or Saturday, the fourth and goal boys will be live right here. Twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI and on their Twitter at fourth and goal USP, uh, with their NFL draft show presented by manscaped promo code USP 20% off free shipping, uh, from our friends at manscaped. But, uh, I think it's time for our weird news story of the week because this video that went viral was absolutely hilarious. Uh, the battle of the Joshes, the yeah. hashtag Josh fight looked like Disney plus threw up into a field. <laughs> I I could not believe what I was watching when I saw this video. I, uh, this, this all seemed to get organized very quickly and I just <laughs> thought it was a joke, but I, I didn't realize people were like taking this seriously and were actually all the Joshes were going to show up. Didn't like a child, a five-year-old Josh. Come on. They're like, we all know that like they let him win, which is like, <laughs> If you're going to do this, like, actually do it. Don't, like, oh, let the kid win. Like, no. Like, it's clearly not. <laughs> Be the dominant Josh. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Like, come on. That's such a Josh thing to do is just to let the kid win. Like, come on. Um, yeah, I was just kind of mind blown that this actually happened because yeah. it just seems like a – honestly, I'm not trying to be, like, the Randall Prairie guy. This seems like a huge waste of time. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't know if this is, like, a sign that I'm getting older and I just don't get it. But this has been around since I was, like, a teenager. Like, I remember this is, like, I feel like I remember this being passed around. Like, the our initial group chat was, mm -hmm. like, oh, 2021, we fight. Like, I feel like that's been around forever. Yeah, so, it, it always seems like it's one of those things that, like, gets planned, builds up, and yeah. then nobody it's like shows storming up. storming the Area 51 yeah. thing. It's like, all right, that was funny. There's, like, a decent amount of people at this Josh fight, though. It's like, you didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> Like, <laughs> this is what you did. Also, this amount of Josh's in one area is pretty surprising. Yeah. Um, it's good for them. Good for the child who won. <laughs> who, was, who was allowed to win by these grown men fighting with pool noodles. I thought they uh, were Josh and me when I saw it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was just... I couldn't believe Blown that away. it was... I couldn't believe that it was real and it was happening. I thought it was just going to be like... Uh, everyone passed around Twitter like, Oh, today's the day it was supposed to happen. And it was like... Oh, they actually met up and fought. That's weird that they did that. I think it's a little sad. A <laughs> little bit. I don't know. I don't, want to, I don't want to be too get off my lawn here. Hilarious. Uh, so the hashtag Josh fight actually went down. Uh, and with that, that's all we got for you guys. NFL Draft, like I said, live here. Twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI and Twitter. Uh, at 4th and Goal USP. Patty Pitts and the boys will be live breaking down everything. First round of the NFL Draft. Presented by Manscaped. Check it out. Be there. They're going to be doing it all night long, the 17-hour marathon that is the first round of the NFL draft. Be there. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, make sure you guys are following us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at UndergroundPHI. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Make sure you check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. And, of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. 
Let us know who you want the Phillies to go out and trade for to fix this rotation. It's April, but it needs fixing. So leave those recommendations. Maybe Dave Dombrowski will see it. We don't know how online he is, but hey, maybe we'll send it to uh, his Nextel chirp phone. Uh, five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. You Shout can... out to the union last yes. night going down to Atlanta and stomping them. In the 3-0 win. Love it. Love Absolute monster it. that Casper is. He's a beautiful man. You love uh, to see it. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, the Odyssey app, formerly Radio.com. You can check us out there. And, uh, of course, twitch.tv slash PHI. Follow us so you know when we go live here. And we'll be back later this week. A whole ton of stuff going down. Check out all of our podcasts, the Outside the Box podcast. we got a college draft recap episode coming to you later this week. Check out Curtain Talk, our collab project with Buna Regional High School's drama department. Uh, their tickets go on sale to the public on Saturday. But if you listen to the podcast, you'll get the promo code for early access. And uh, the show would not be possible without our awesome sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, Tomahawk Shades, Manscaped, and Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. All three websites, same promo code. Tomahawk Shades, you get 25% off your order at checkout with promo code USP. And all orders qualify for free domestic shipping. Manscaped.com, you get 20% off free shipping and a big old thank you from your balls. And, of course, Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, get 10% off with our code USP at StatesideVodka.com. Must be 21 or older do it all purchase consume enjoy you know the rules Come you know on. the rules don't try and bend them they're saying this ain't the 70s bro yeah and drink responsibly as always and sign up for the winner's club so you have a chance to win a case of stateside vodka every single month this has been episode number 326 of underground sports philadelphia for matt i'm kb we are signing peace, peace.